on air is live whenever you're ready, Tom. Narwhals. Go back. Oh, just okay. Go back I to will. the Canadian Labatt Blue Hovel you crawled out of. I will. That's right. I'll enjoy it. Back in the day, when people used cassettes, there was an A side and a B side. Now, aside from the homage to Tom's age, we got into yet another good discussion, which was completely unrelated to the topic at hand. Imagine that. So much so that we decided to turn it into another B-side. Enjoy this additional content, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Cheers. Hey, it's like those old Budweiser commercials. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Gabe is here to ruin our moment. So let me, Gabe. Oh. Okay, Gabe. All right, welcome to another B-Side. We have a very special guest with here with us here tonight. Uh, if you have been with us since the very beginning, and I'm talking the very beginning, when we had our first episode, we had Tanner Olson on, and we talked about something, and I don't know. And since then, Tanner has become very famous, and we have not. Um, and so we decided to bring him back on. Uh, a little bit more uh, about Tanner. So uh, back in the day, you guys have maybe heard me reference Camp Luther once or twice in the past, and uh, Tanner was a counselor that worked with me there, and it was a great time. We Wonderful bonded. counselor. Remember that one? It was like Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Yeah. CCM from the nineties, man. It does my heart. Can we get some more? Can we get some more? Bum bum bum. Bum 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 bum. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Tom. Keep going. All right. So Tanner. Tanner and I. And you. Oh, every terrible praise band back in the now. Oh, jeez. Wow. I'm sorry. I, you're so inspirational, Tom. Maybe I'm gonna sh- maybe this should be the B-side. Just you guys kind of going back and forth, singing a few bars of like every single worship song from the early 90s. Don't tempt us, Tom. Don't tempt us. What's next? What's next on the repertoire? Tanner, did you did now you ever participate you in the singing of that song? All right. I, I would love to participate. I was going to say, I'd, I don't want to, you know, show too much myself already, but I genuinely love that song. Uh, I listen to serious? it most mornings. Most mornings, I would switch to my huh? alarm. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, do you have to in Nashville? I feel like that's a requirement. Like We like, have to. It's either yeah. it's either that or uh, something from Michael W. Smith. That's, so. Yeah, that makes and sense. And that's, that's, that's actually by law. That's by law. Yeah. Hey, so that, we should make, right. speaking of by law, we should make a by law that we all have to adhere to. And that is that one of us will commit to um, making that wonderful counselor Emmanuel song, or whatever their ringtone for at least forty-five days. Who has a ringtone? I have a ringtone for when I have to what? hear. Th- you know, if you're like, you know, if you're shopping or you're doing something and you you're waiting a call and you it's can't feel the vibrate, you turn the ringtone on. Eight years. Yeah, this dude, is, I've never. This is absurd. A ringtone, and then yeah. like a ringtone. Do you is it know like ring- in MIDI? It's, like you know what? You know, I'm gonna guess your. I'm gonna guess your. You, I'm gonna guess your ringtone. Go ahead. Try. Is it Rough Riders Anthem? Ooh, that would be a anthem. good one. I wish that was my ringtone. It's not. It's Stop. Not. Drop. <laughs> Shut them down. Open it up. Shop. Okay. Way to Wonderful way to connect. Counselor. Yeah. Exactly. That. This is a remix. Way to connect. Nineties <laughs> worship with DMX and the Rough Riders. Great job, Gabe. You win. Fine. Thank you. I heard about a website where you can mash up songs, and I'm gonna have to find this out. 
if I, I will make this vow publicly on Pine Class Preachers. If Tanner is able to find this website and able to mash up Wonderful Counselor with the Rough Riders Anthem, that will be my new ringtone, and I will leave my phone, when appropriate, on full volume. Wait, a ringtone. Okay, boom. give me a break. Oh, come got, on, right. give me a break. Uh, you know, Tom, this who who got us sidetracked with this anyway? Tom, finish your intro so Tanner can right, finally can do I his finish thing. Tom's intro. My I was talking thing. about how 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 I was a wonderful counselor. Please yeah. go on. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Please That's go right. on. We all have to get our start somewhere. I just gotta say, as a resident old guy, I don't even have a ringtone. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right, so Tanner. Tanner worked for us at Camp Luther. We bonded over basketball, our shared love for the Orlando Magic, at least for me back in the back in the day in the Penny Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal days. Uh, yeah, I know you got a picture of him right behind you. That's amazing. Uh, so Tanner has since gone on to much bigger and better things uh, and is, I mean, Tanner, what, what, what are you? Because I, I don't think like saying, hey, you're, you're a poet. You mm-hmm. are, but I think that that diminishes all that you do. You're a writer, you're a speaker. So why so don't you tell, more. tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. Uh, and then we'll get into what this B side is all about. And, and I will say, this is something that we are hoping is going to be a regular feature for some of our B sides moving forward. So Tanner, take it away. Yeah. Uh, my name's Tanner. I'm an author, poet, speaker. Um, I just like to write words when I was in middle school, I I realized I had a lot of feelings. uh, And uh, it's mostly because uh, every day I would go into school and I would sing Wonderful Counselor and kids Mm. would make fun of me. Mm. And then I'd cry a little bit and they'd be like, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't know. So so anyways, I've been writing poetry for a long time. Uh, I have a couple of books out. I have another one coming out uh, this November called Walk a Little Slower. And for the last couple of years, I've been touring, speaking at uh, churches and schools and universities and yeah, and poetry is like, if we're honest, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, when I tell people that I'm a poet, they don't necessarily know if I'm being serious or not. Um, but for the last couple of years, I've been doing these events called uh, Spoken Word and Story uh, Story Nights, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you think about like a like a Netflix special, uh, like a comedian, it's kind of all over the place a little bit. So that's kind of what those evenings are about. Um, one of my favorite things to do. So. Yeah, and tonight I'm going to share a poem called Some Days. It's from my first book, I'm All Over the Place. I actually wrote this poem in northern Wisconsin on my way from Rhinelander back to Camp Luther. Go Hodags. Uh, go Hodags. Yeah. yeah. I uh, So I, 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 I took over Tom's job several years after he had, had left, but we got to do, I got to do the same job that, that you did. Um, and I was, it, it was a weird time for me. It was back in like 2014, 2015. Um, I was 24, 25 years old and living alone by myself in the woods, which like maybe not the best, the best for someone who was going to have a career in poetry. But at the time it was rough. And I can remember I was driving home from uh, the the Walmart up there. Uh, I was listening to Wonderful Counselor and I had to pull over to the side of the road because my emotions just got the best of me. Mm. But it was just like a rough time. And I so I grabbed my phone I and uh, I typed down a poem. And this was like I was early on in my career or calling myself a poet uh and i just kind of threw this poem down in my in my phone and recorded it later on and uh it's not by no means is it a is it a perfect poem but it's one of the poems i i wrote where i was like this this could be something for somebody else uh so this is a poem called some days and it goes like this real quick after you recorded it 
did you then set it as your ringtone on your phone or yeah no. so after i recorded it, it okay. i said it to my ringtone for everybody actually it was my <laughs> playback so anytime somebody called that's what they would hear oh, yeah. that's good that's hey good. real that's real good. question though before you get it since you were living alone in the woods in northern wisconsin and you wrote it for someone yeah. was it uh for emma forever ago no bonnie Bear fans was Bonnevere your neighbor in the woods in northern Wisconsin writing an album Listen. for Emma forever ago? Come on, skinny anyway, love. So, just last so year, not so, so anyway, Josh. So this so that was so clever. Has a has a ringtone. That was the most clever thing <laughs> I've ever said on this entire podcast. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I, well, here's it's the thing with Bonnevere and people who lived in the because no one got it. You know, yeah. Mm, I I might Josh, quit. I might. I might have to quit. Let me just tell you about Bonnie Vare and people who've lived in the Northwoods. Is like, you like him, and you're glad that he reps the Northwoods. But it's just like, okay, you know, you kind of like hipsterized what people are actually like in the Northwoods. That's it. You know? Listen, he, this was not did, a commentary on Bon Iver. This was all about the one of the most witty things to ever leave my brain. No, I'm just explaining to you why three guys who lived in the Northwoods at one point did not get your reference. It's because... It's just, he just is, you know, we're just, okay. he's not as exciting to us as he is. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Sorry, Tanner. Okay. Was, he, uh, was he in the North Woods? Like in Wisconsin? Yeah, he's from Eau Claire. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. oh, don't you know? No wonder his yeah. music's so depressing. All right. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, like, you ever been there? Actually, I kind of like Eau Claire, but neither here nor there. I, yeah. Here's, here's my, here's my relationship with Wisconsin. It is a underrated state. Preach. It is wonderful. Preach. Great sports teams. Yes, the best. Terrible fans, great sports teams. It is a hard place to live when you are 25, single, and depressed. I feel that. Okay. So okay. that's all I'll say. And I... with that introduction, here is a poem called Some Days. Cha-ching. Some days you'll need the open road and loud nostalgic music. You'll need phone calls with family and conversations with old friends. Some days we'll need the rain and you'll need the window down. Some days we need to get out of the car and take a picture in the middle of the road or pull over to watch the sunset. And most days you'll need a cup of coffee and an open Bible and, and you'll need to get a refill on both. Some days you just need to be reminded that today is another day and you'll need to do things to remind yourself that you are you and you're alive to live. But every day we will need each other and we'll need to be reminded that we aren't alone. Every day we will need meaningful hugs and hopeful smiles. We will need to hear that we are loved and that it's okay for us to be ourselves. Some days we will have to ask to be told these things and other days, well, other days, honest words of love will be freely spoken into our lives. And those are the days that we live for. Those are the days that keep us alive and being alive is a good thing. So that's that. Come on, skinny love. Uh, our good listener here. can't see, but I've put on a black murder glove, uh, and that's what makes my cool snapping sound so cool. Also sounds like, like something that someone would Is that the appropriate response, Tanner? Wisconsin. Are we supposed to snap, or is that just... No, this is, is that... my question. Oh, this is my question. As our... As our res... Okay. You know, Tom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off this... Uh, this t Tom just tagged me in. I'm coming up off the top turnbuckle, about to elbow drop Tanner, and put him in a headlock to so that he has to answer this question. All right? As our poet in residence, what's the deal with the snapping? Because I find it really deeply irritating. When when and I this do is both events. in poetry as well as the political arena. 
Because if you've ever been to mm-hmm. like a political rally or something like that, I mean, in like someone's, you know, backyard. Yeah. When someone says something dope, like there's a lot of snapping, and I, and I also find mm-hmm. that equally irritating. But from a poetry perspective. Uh, so when I do events and shows, uh, like after I share my first poem, people don't necessarily know what to do. Somebody, someone will clap. Other people start snapping. And then the people who are clapping think that they should start snapping. And the people who are snapping tell them to stop clapping. And I say, you need, you should clap for me. And there's a couple of reasons why you should clap for me. First of all, no one gets like, after you see something that you like, nobody snaps. Mm. And no, like basically no other place or people like, you don't go, you go to a basketball game and somebody dunks it. You don't snap right? You clap. So you should clap for me for two reasons. Number one, maybe you liked it. Number two, maybe you didn't like it, but you're just glad that you're not me. But I do need applause because it kills the silence between. Mm -hmm. So also snapping is you don't get excited about that. And some people just don't know how to snap. It's just so pretentious. Some people can clap with one hand. It's so pretentious. Um, I feel like the snapping. I I can clap with one hand. That was a reference to me. That was. Oh, yeah. you really are! Oh my gosh, he is doing it, folks. One-handed. Oh, and both. Yeah, I can He's do it. Ambidextrously, folks. one-handed clapping. Yep. But more to the point, Tanner. Let's talk about that poem. Um, here's what I like about it. Uh, oh, you don't right. use the word in there. I don't poetry believe. Poetry. Thank you. Thank you, Gabe. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you don't use the word in there, but to me, it's a poem of grace, uh, and that's what I like about it. I feel like we obviously live in a time I you know I mean maybe you could say this about any point in human history but it just feels to me like grace is very hard to come by and it really doesn't matter I don't know where you sit politically spiritually religiously whatever like it seems to be this case where it's it's like if you don't say the right thing if you don't do the right thing if you don't toe the right lines within whatever little groups you find yourself in there's just very very little grace for people Um, and I feel like so many of us are just trying to figure it out and survive and a, a poem like that just like to me reflects on that reality of how much we need grace in our lives uh and and we need that central in our lives we need to live in that and rest in that and so i appreciate it very much tanner thanks well, guy i think who made fun of ringtones no grace in the ringtone conversation he was there. also he was also a wonderful counselor well i think poetry is like poetry in a lot of art like not uh there are some pieces of art that are like this is a political piece uh i think art uh, like the poems that I write, they're just meant to be like, they're just for you, right? Mm. Take it, leave it. Uh, I was talking with someone today and I was like, your your poetry, the things that you create aren't going to be for everybody. And that's okay. Like some people are going to say, I've had people tell me, I don't like your poetry. And I tell them, it's not for you. Mm. You're not supposed to like it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, this is just something that I'm offering. And so kind of like, kind of like grace, like you just rest in it. Like, yeah, just, you don't have to wrestle Take with this thing that someone's giving you and you also don't have to like it you know just like sit with yep. it so yep it's like the song yeah you know? that's good man let me those. ask you this do, do do you like your poetry oh good question i there are a couple pieces that I, i've written that i think are very good like there are some in my in this next book that i'm releasing that i like i think are so good um but then there's other p- p- things that i've written that i don't think are very good but are well received um, and there's also some pieces that I like to share and that I don't like to share. Um, doesn't matter if they're good or not good. Um, like, so, can, but so I'm, you, I'm, I'm learning to say that I like some of the things that I've written. I think that's hard for a lot of people. So I'm curious about that. What yeah, makes, well, I think just, no. what makes for a poem that you like to share and what makes for one of your poems that you're like, I don't like, is it, is it the content? Is it just like, 
how you think you know you're able to deliver it, or mm-hmm. is it just like, eh, that made the book, but I probably should have deleted it? Yeah, well, there's I think there's a lot of factors in it. Uh, so it kind of depends on um, how is it being like shared. Am I speaking it? Is it is it you know, or is it just written in a book? There's a lot like I think uh, some of my, my favorite poems are the ones that I get to share because either there's like a joke in there that makes sense to somebody, uh, or it's gonna get it's going to evoke something from the crowd it's not just going to like wash over them whereas some like if i were to read some days at a show uh i think that would it would take a dip down on some people because it's not it's not an upper by any means like no one listens to that poem. like let's go like we've got to be a great day you listen to that and you're like right you listen to it and you're like this guy went through something and this person needs to be reminded of this it's more of like a it's more of a reminder but I have, I have uh, another another poem. It's, it's going to be in the next book. It's called What I'll, what I'll Do Today. And it's just, it's like I quote uh, Mary Oliver and I quote Jim Valvano in it. And it's about a 60 second poem. And I wrote it in about five minutes. And after I wrote it, I was like, I think this is my new favorite poem because it felt, I'm a, I'm a feelings guy, right? But it feels like me, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of, it's, it's holding poetry and it's holding, you know, basketball. So Jim Valvano was a basketball coach. Um, and so it just kind of offers it that way. Um, I, see, I think that's interesting, Tanner, because like, that's one of the things I was thinking about in t- terms of like, I'm, I'm continually fascinated by the notion of craft, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like in, in many ways, I think the four of us all have our, our own crafts. Like, and I think most human beings do. And like, I look at like preaching that way where I'm like, I like, that's my craft. And literally 95% of the sermons I write, I don't like, uh, I'm like, this is just not good enough. It's not what I want it to be, but there are 5% where I'm like, you did it this week, buddy, you did it. And I think it's interesting where you talked about how like this poem you wrote, where you quote Mary Oliver and the basketball boy, um, Jimmy V, J- dude, there's a Jimmy Valvano. Jimmy him. V. Valvano. I mean, I thirty for I've never thirty. Why, okay, wow, who's this guy living in the North Woods all alone? Doesn't even know what's going on in the world. Wow. Okay. Literally, How- his tagline is "Never forget," <laughs> I mean, or "Never give up." Well, never give up. Never, never give no, up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but no on a side note, is. how was that Northern Wisconsin accent? Did I nail it? That was actually quite good. You crushed it. You sounded just like, just like Bonnie Vare. Ah, yes, yes, yes. For Emma, Um, forever ago. But I think there's a, like, with craft, like, there's like, it seems to me a couple of things are always at play there. Like one, I think in craft, like there's a way in which you want that piece of who you are to come out. And so to appreciate that Jimmy Velvet and Mary Oliver were like part of this poem that you really liked. And then two is like, so like there's that piece of you that wants to come out, but then there is like then the execution as well. And I think it's when both those things are there. Like, I feel like I can have a sermon that's very like gabish, but it's like not that great. Uh, and then I can have one that's like maybe really good. Like it's, I exegete well, like textual stuff's good. I deliver it well, that sort of thing. But I just don't feel like it was me. And it's like when the me and the execution or me and the, the excellence come together, that's like, the beauty of craft so uh, the interesting i also thing, think there's yeah no i, no, I want to tack on to what what you said gabe especially around preaching because my dad has always had, like his biggest pet peeve is when someone comes up to him and says oh man i loved your children's message today like that was great you know and so 
he hates that because he's like, I put a ton of time into my sermon. I put five minutes into the children's message, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but dad, that person that day needed to hear the thing that you said, you know, in yep. that children's message. So like, what do you care? It's the gospel. Like who cares if you, you did it right kind of thing. So. Yeah. I mean, and that like, so I guess, and I don't want to dwell too much on sermoning. It just happens to be my, my craft, but well, I like, yeah. yeah the, so it ends up I'm being a little the bit same weird thing. thing. Yeah. I'm do, I mean, it's, but I would also say the third part of that is that the it's, it's received. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I can, I can deliver something fantastic and I can write something great and it can just fall flat because it's the wrong people at the wrong mm. time. Uh, and I've had, and then it can also be the other way where it's the right audience and I just don't do my job well. Um, you know, if I may. Or you I don't mean, think that you did your job well and you actually did. Well, you, it's that, you, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of preachers get that or like when I speak at places, it's like all, all y'all's faces were blank. And then afterwards, everyone wanted to talk for 20 minutes about what was said. It's like, but you didn't, you didn't smile. One time, let me tell you this story. I was doing a Please. show in, in Houston, Texas. And there was a guy Houston. in the back, Houston, guy in the back, this bit, just bit, he was a cowboy, big old cowboy, and arms crossed the whole time, just kind of like looked down at me. And I was like, this guy hates me. He's going <laughs> to, this afterwards, he's going to afterwards, this man, horse. yes, exactly. Like I'm going to get kicked in the face by his horse. Uh, he stayed around. Everyone like left, it was 30, 40 minutes after the show. He's sitting there still. And then he walks up to me and he just was like, in tears it was like i loved it like that's what i needed tonight and i so i start crying which really doesn't it doesn't take too much uh but it was just like but you so you just don't know right and so i think the thing when you talk about craft what i keep coming back to is like well you just have to do the best that you can it sounds it sounds like something you would tell a third grader and you could tell me as well but you just got to do like you have to repair you got to do the best you can and you just, you just leave it all out there. I mean, it's the same thing that we, we talk about as, you know, Tom, we talk about as basketball players. But yep. after that, it's just like, it's up to them. Um, yep. and, and I, I mean, that does, seem, that does seem to be the thing with any sort of creative enterprise, like any book I've ever read on the creative process is it's like, yeah. just do it. Like, just keep doing it. Just put it out there. Just take the risk. Just shoot your shot. Um, but that's the scary thing. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes is when it comes to, we, we've kind of explored the, whether it hits home for people or not, but then there's the, in the creative process, if you end up making it, or if you become famous or, mm. or you are able to make money because of it, it might not even be because it's that good. It's because of a lucky break here or there, or you knew the right person or somebody needed something that was read and loud and you had something that was read and loud and they were able to sell it for a bunch and so you you got lucky in that way and so that's what it is you know yeah i would say there's there's like part luck and then part just like uh you didn't stop that's i gonna say like i think that's i i mean when i talk to people and they're like so you're a writer and i'll I'll say i'll say do you remember when all of your friends started a blog like, do you guys yep. remember when your friends started blogs or when you started a blog and then you, you, they would blog for three weeks, maybe a month or two. Like I'm still doing it. Like I just didn't stop. Yeah. So maybe that's my own fault, but like, I just kept at it because I, 
I, I enjoyed it. And other people moved on to the things that they enjoy or they're still searching. But I think that's part of it is like, you have to, you have, there's an element of being crazy or being just like uh, naive about it. It's like, I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, because I still don't feel like I've written the perfect poem, right? I still don't feel like I've said it all um, or I can mm -hmm. write something better. And so that's why, one of the reasons why I keep doing it. I feel like that's us in our podcast. We've just kept doing it. Only the difference between us and you is that you've gotten demonstrably better. And we have taken maybe <laughs> one step, maybe one half step backwards since right. we started. Uh, so, uh, for sure. That means that you got, that means you got a weak link in the group. Yeah, I know. Gabe, Tom. <laughs> I wonder who it could be. Tom, Gabe, not Josh. Josh. Mr. Ringtone himself. Never I'm thinking Josh. of that spi that Spider-Man meme where we're all pointing at each other. That's right. Like, Savannah. Yeah. The, big, the big question, I think, for all of us, though, Tanner, is, and this is by far the most important question that you've probably ever been asked in your entire writing career. In this new book, will there be mm -hmm. any haikus? No haikus. Oh, come on, Although, although okay. one time I, I led a writing retreat, in, or a, a writing class at a camp, and we did hike coups. Oh, nice! Think about that. So we'll that let's like all go on a hike coup together. Yeah, no, that's bad. Really camp it was in it was in Idaho, so it was beautiful and everything's everything's fine there. Okay, so, so for our good listeners, one thing that we would would like to fill you in on, and the reason I asked if there was a haiku in this next book is Tanner has very graciously agreed to engage in future haiku battles because I don't think you guys knew this, but whence whilst whilst upon a time. Whence from whence we came. None of those were what? right. Just none. <laughs> well, whatever. It's that's why we speak American English and not the king's or the queen's English over here, Tom. And yet the truth remains. Let me argue with that. Gabe Casper and Josh Woodrow for a number of years, not not a few weeks, Tanner, not even a month. We stuck with mm -hmm. the crafting of haikus to the best of our abilities mm -hmm. for years. And years. I feel like we could potentially, I don't know, kneecap you with some of our haikus, just FYI. This is actually not even a joke. Like our fourth year of seminary, Josh and I were the poet laureates at our fourth year seminary banquet, uh, like asked to write poems for our fourth year seminary banquet. And we did. And it was received with great aplomb. There was a lot of this going uh, on. There was a lot of this. A lot. And this. And woo. Those, yeah. Oh, there was don't there was no wooing. There was no Not wooing. You're right. There Not was no class. There was probably there was no class. No. I mean, we're no. talking a bunch of seminarian German seminarians. Like they're probably just like Yeah. Stone face. That's weird. Yeah. That was weird. Why did That's that right. rhyme? We didn't hate it and it wasn't theologically incorrect. So did that we'll pass doctoral it. review? Yeah, I was well, looking I for did, mistakes. I didn't hear what you write said. Write one. I did write one about a misogynist professor we had, and several of the other professors attaboyed me afterwards, uh, even though I still had to get grades from that guy afterwards. But mm. it worked out okay. Yeah. I still remember it. Wait, do I you remember the title? Um, I do. You want me to do it right now? Yeah. If you were, I mean, uh, let's. Well, I mean, wow. This, <clears throat> this could be setting the battleground. Like this is setting the state. We, we can have a haiku battle right now. I mean, who knows? Oh, let's do it. Tom, Tanner, you guys. Right. I mean, are we doing this? Are we doing it for real? The the title of the haiku is called "The Order of Creation." <laughs> I forgot about this. One. Are women people? Dr. Joel thinks no. And you? 
you are licentious. Tanner, it's okay. We can see you quaking in your boots, quaking in your little Nash Vegas boots, because that, my friend, was poet gold. That was that was poet gold. I mean, how often uh, you I'm hear old. the word licentious in a poem? Much less I haiku. It's not. It's not even a real word. Touche. So. <laughs> you can't just make up words on the spot, man. That's not poetry. Mm. Uh, mm. Tell that to Fifty Cent. Ooh, or the Rough Riders, or my huh? ringtone for that matter, Great. or Jay, poet of our generation Jay-Z who just puts an Izzo at the end of anything, and then we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. this is really digressed, and yet we are extremely grateful for one Tanner. And that's Olson. why it's a B side. That's why it's a B side, <laughs> indeed. Um, but I, for one, am excited not only about haiku battles, but about what's to come, which may include some Maranatha music. Uh, who remembers that? Back in the day, yeah, I remember. Good stuff. Maranatha music, great. Oh, well, you know Second what? I apparently need to work on my craft because that fell flat. I don't know if it was execution and delivery or if it was content, but it definitely did not work. It was could have been audience. Could have been audience. Definitely was audience. Most it wasn't, content. but it could have been. It could have been. Could have, would have, should have. Right, let's get out. Let's get out of here before we uh, we lose our entire audience for Beach this. To the Izzo. Beach to the Izzo. Wonderful <laughs> counselor. Counselor Izzo. Uh, all right. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for coming to the B side. Deuces.